0: what is up and welcome back to the build a better you podcast i'm your host austin chan and today i'm going to be going over my best pieces of workout advice when i first started and so this is just going to be strictly about working out and fitness if you want me to do another episode on specifically nutrition advice then go ahead and leave me a review and then let me know or shoot me an email or reach out uh, on my various platforms and let me know if you want me to do a nutrition advice podcast and so this is gonna be pulled directly from one of the TikToks videos that I did. I believe it was like a stitch with another TikToker. They were asking, "Tell me a piece of workout advice you wish you had when you first started." And I thought, "Why? Why just stop at one? Why not just list everything that I could think about off the top of my head?" And so I believe I came up with nine total. I, th- I think that that was all I could fit in that sixty-second uh, time frame that TikTok gives you. And believe me, I did wanna fit more in there, but that was all the time gave me. So I'm gonna be going over the same pieces of advice here that I did on TikTok. So if you already follow me in TikTok, you are you probably, and, and you have seen that video, you probably already know which uh, points I'm gonna be going over. But the difference in this podcast is that I'm gonna be expanding on these points a little bit more and go through exactly what particular mistakes that I made specifically to each of these points as well as my best kind of uh, tips moving forward on how to kind of improve off of that or not make the same mistake again, or know that it's okay to make this mistake, but how you can better yourself and make better decisions from here on out. And also the kind of the why between why I chose, I really chose these points uh, as to other points you may have heard from other fitness professionals and yeah, just give my take on the whole why i believe this and why i believe things a certain way versus others so the first point is going to be no one gives a fuck about if you have a six-pack except you and this one was very controversial i got a lot of comments saying oh yeah but you don't you don't what do you know i I have a lot of people who care about my six-pack or i i have a lot of friends who say that oh a six-pack is so attractive blah 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 this goes on, you know, st- a lot of those like points along the line of that is like as to why people think they disagree with me and why they think so many people care about their six pack and how I'm wrong and how I'm just saying it because I probably don't have one or I've had bad experiences with it. And it's like just because th- no one cares about you doesn't mean no one cares about me. And obviously, that's not the point I'm trying to make. I have a six-pack too. I do it for myself. I don't do it for others. And yeah, I believe I'll I'll admit that I first believed this when I first started as well. I thought that, you know, if I had a six-pack, all my problems would go away somehow and I would just magically become fit and achieve it, everything I literally ever wanted in life. And this is obviously obviously not the case. And the more I do this, the more I really don't care. I mean, obviously I care. I care about being lean up to a certain point, like, I obviously don't want to be carrying around too much body fat for my personal preferences. And, you know, just having that self confidence of like looking in the mirror and be like, you know, I'm pretty lean. Obviously, I'm, I'm not saying that I, I would rather just have a shit body image and hate the way I look. Every time I looked in the mirror and carry around a ton of extra body fat. But yeah, I'm, I'm saying I'm just strive for like a healthy percentage, where you're comfortable with the way you look. But you're also not super obsessed with the way you look either and always trying to just like lose a layer of body fat or just like being so lean until the point where like you would literally do anything just just to see an extra vein on your body. Like that is just insane and it can lead down a path of body dysmorphia. And obviously, I'm not accusing everyone who commented this in my comments that they have body dysmorphia, but I can definitely sense that they're... There was a kind of hint of that. Like, the way that they came at me, I I got that vibe. And so the reason why I said no one gives a fuck is because, truly, no one gives a fuck. Like, if you think about your friends, like, they generally don't care what you look like. They don't care how much you can lift. They don't care how good you look. They they should be caring. And, And I'm not saying this goes for everyone, but obviously... They sh- your friends, family, and anyone close to you in your circle should should not that, that's a key word. They should not care about the way you look. They should be caring about your personality, how you present yourself as a person, you how your attitude towards others, your how you treat other people, and just how you treat yourself and how you approach life not not because of the way you look or how many abs you have or how muscular you look or how lean you are and that's just really shallow in my opinion and the people who commented something along the lines of like oh no everyone cares about that then i would ask them do you do you really think that the people in in your circle like matter that much to you then if if that's all they care about you if the only thing they are being your friend for, or following you on social media, or just interacting with you, if, if that's the only reason why they interact with you, just because you look a certain way or have a certain body fat percentage, I would question your friendships and relationships because I don't think that's, I don't think that's a good foundation for any friendship or relationship to begin with like no one should really care about your appearance. Like you should be only working your appearance only for yourself. And I know this sounds cliche as hell me saying this like oh don't care about what people think about the way you look and like positive body image and all that. But I I really am saying this to make a point that no one really cares if you have a six pack like deep down I can tell you exactly this like every single client that I've I've had as a personal trainer and online coach no one has been like oh man you know I followed you or I I signed up to be with you just because you had a six pack or just because you flexed your muscle online and even then I don't post any pictures like that on on my social media at all because I don't think that's a good way to kind of market myself and I think that's useless in my opinion because even if people might follow you for your physique for like, yeah, they, it it's not a good relationship to, yeah, to build your follower base or client base off of if, because, because if the only thing you have is your physique, then like, what other value can you really provide other than, because it's really surface level. If you think about it, like you can't really build much of a deep connection. And this is one of the reasons why I don't show off my physique. I don't show off my lifts and everything because I don't, personally, I don't feel the need to like show off those things about me. Like I'm doing this for myself, not necessarily for social media or to show off to a bunch of random people. I don't know I'm doing it for myself for self-improvement. And I just quite frankly, I just love the process of lifting and getting stronger and getting more muscular. So yeah, ultimately I do everything for myself. And Another thing that I wanted to touch on, this is nothing really to do with the, the workout advice, but it's just kind of a tangent I wanna go on, that if you follow any like fitness professional that builds their following only on their physique, then you you probably know that they really don't give out much good information. Like it yeah, because their content is just so surface level, you don't really know much of the about their personality and the only thing you know about them is the way they look. And you don't even know if they can good, give good advice. You don't even know if they can help you. Because ultimately, I think that is the most important thing to look for in a coach. It's not how they they have helped themselves or how they have gotten themselves to, be, to look a certain way. But rather, how can they help you get your goals? Because ultimately, you can look at all the fitness professionals who look super ripped and jacked and lean and bought hashtag body goals and all that. But ultimately, like, what is that going to do for you, right? I mean, you can be motivated all you want, but at the end of the day, you have to be the one to put in the work and really get after it in order to, you know, get closer to the way you want to look or get to the strength level that you want to get to or achieve a certain goal of yours. Because yeah, you can look through all the motivation posts you want and learn about all the content you want. But ultimately, it's up to you to put in the work, learn the process Fall in love with the process and eventually get to where you want to go through consistency and effort. Oh, so while we're still discussing the topic of body image, I did want to go on this little tangent about influencers or coaches or just anyone in general who wants to build build their following on body image or aesthetics or anything of that nature. Like that is, I think that is just such a poor business model because when you build your following solely based of on your aesthetics or what you look like, eventually it'll catch up to you because ask anyone, no one is going to say, you know, I look better in my 60s than I ever did in my 20s. I mean, unless in your 20s, you just took, you were just in really bad shape and took zero care of your health, then you can get better as you age, but for the most part, most of us in our 20s that's when we kind of like peaked out in terms of physical conditioning uh, aesthetics and performance and all that like no everyone is was a better or mostly everyone was a better version of themselves or they they were at, probably at their best in their 20s it's like that's why you see athletes who are super young and everyone at the top performing level they retire at the age of like 30 or even yeah early 30s late 20s that's because the body just declines after that age and so when you build your following purely on your sx and performance like eventually it'll catch up and you might just lose followers like eventually it'll catch up and you know there is going to be someone who is who is younger or better looking than you and it's just kind of that like you can't always be the best and eventually things will catch up, someone will eventually climb up over on top of you. And you might feel like you're not doing enough. And this just this just leads to eventually a decline in your business and following and all that. And there's just a huge pressure for you to keep up because I feel like a lot of people in the industry who go for that sort of thing where they purely market themselves based on their own aesthetics and looks. Like I find that There's just so much like a lot you see a lot of them go through like artificial enhancements, whether that's like breast augmentation or like lip filling or plastic surgery or just all these other like surgical interventions to better the way they look. Because, you know, as we age, we don't look the best that this is just totally this is totally normal. This is totally part of the process. Like we all age. We all don't look as good as we did, you know, 20, 30 years ago, whether, uh, depending on how old you are, but yeah, it's just something that happens with age and something that we can't stop. And so when you, when you just purely build your following on this, it's very, it's very fragile. Like it will only last you for like a certain amount of time before it just declines. And then people just they, they don't really have a reason to follow you if you stop looking good, right? If that's the only reason why people are following you. But when you start to build your audience and following on good knowledge and just doing the work of helping people and teaching them things, I think this is just a more solid foundational base because people aren't following you for your looks. They're following for the knowledge you have, which, you know, doesn't necessarily decline as much. I mean, we could talk about like, aging mental illnesses but we don't want to go down that rabbit hole but yeah for the most part a healthy individual they are going to retain their knowledge throughout time and if and if not if not just retain it gets better like if you are a professional who truly wants to dedicate the time to educate people and really help others out you're going to keep on learning keep on growing your knowledge base and keep on bettering your educational uh, methods as well as the knowledge base to help educate more a bigger audience and so when you do this like you don't really lose value it but instead you you gain value over time because as you build that following and as you teach more and more people those people will introduce your knowledge and content to other people and your following actually grows because and it's something that just probably never stops because if you're actually doing a good job then people will do that but like advertising and like growing your audience and following for you and so there, there's there's just some food for thought if anyone listening here was thinking about like influencers in general and why i do the things i do like why i don't flex on camera and just show off my body and like literally yeah i think i i f- I, I don't have a lot of people to ask me, but you know, from time to time some people drop in and they're like, Oh, we don't even know what you look like. We don't even know if you lift or if you you're fit and all that. How what qualifies you to give out this advice? And so I obviously I think I'm in shape. I'm decently in shape. So I definitely have walked the walk, but I'm more about talking the talk through just spreading my knowledge, spreading what I've learned, and always trying to better my knowledge base and inform. As much people and help out as much people as I can to do that. And that's what I want to be known for. I don't want to be known for the guy who flexed on camera and was shirtless in literally every other video. But yep, there's my point. Okay, that was a long discussion on just the first uh, piece of advice. I did go on a bit of a tangent. I hope you uh, learned something or found something part of the discussion that was interesting at least. So the second point here that I'm going to talk about is changing the way you look on the outside isn't going to fix whatever is broken on the inside. And I think this is such a huge point of discussion because I think we we all struggle with this. You know, we uh, we all get into, no, I, w- I don't want to put it, but I can stay on everyone and say we all, but most of us, we jump into the whole fitness thing because we want to change the way we look. I mean, let's be honest. Let, let's not beat around the bush and say, oh, it's for self-development and all that. I mean, maybe there's a very small percentage of people who actually got into fitness for that specific reason. But most of us initially and we're like, okay, we want to look better. You know, we want to lose some fat. We want to build some muscle. We want to look a little bit better on the beach. We want to look a little better for this upcoming vacation, wedding event, or whatever it is. We just generally want to look fitter or yeah, appear healthier. And but what we don't realize is that this we might think this is what we want. But ultimately, I think for everyone who thinks they want to look better, it's not necessarily that, but it's more so they want to chase the feeling that like comes with looking better. Because if you really think, think about it, and this is something I struggled with for a long time, like I thought if I changed the way I look on the outside, I would like somehow fix some of the mental issues I have going on inside my own head. But this is real- yeah but that that's really not the case like you you can be the best there are people who are the arguably one of the best looking people in the world, and then, like deep down, they don't talk about it, but they really do struggle with like body image or some other kind of like mental issue where you look from the outside, you might see them, and you're like, "Wow, you look incredible, but then like when you When they actually like open up and talk about, they're like, I don't like the way I look. And I have all these like mental issues, whether that has to do with eating or body dysmorphia or just anything else that they're kind of using, like lifting and dieting as kind of like crutches or just a way to escape from their feelings. Whether that's the feeling of feeling inadequate or feeling like you're never going to amount to anything or just, yeah, just, just basically any mental struggles that you're going through, you really have to dig deep and ask yourself, like, why are you exactly doing this? Like a lot of people might just say, Oh, you know, if I look better, all my problems will go away. But really, that's not the case. Because for a lot of people, you might think that, you know, ju- if you were handed like, the pro- like, do you think, you that might be the case like and i know this is hard for a lot of people to accept especially if you're just starting out that like oh what what do you know you don't understand what i'm going through like like i like people who think this like they i i know for a fact they honestly think that and i'm not like blaming them or trying to shame them or anything for thinking this way but they they honestly think that if i strive to look like a certain way or if I get to this certain look, then I everything will change in my life and I'll be all of a sudden be satisfied. But I'm telling you right now, like as someone who has gone through this, like changing the way you look on the outside is not going to fix your mental issues at all. And But, but the biggest thing I do want to say is that it that doesn't mean you shouldn't try and go on this journey, but I ra- rather I think that it's not the... And result that will change your life, but it's the process itself, because the process of taking control of your diet and taking control of your training and realizing that you can have concrete changes in your life because purely because of the choices you decide to make, like you know, I know I don't want to go work out, but you know if I carve the time out of the day to go to the gym, get the work done. If I carve time out of the day to prep some meals, make sure I have healthy meals, make sure I'm tracking my nutrition, make sure I'm tracking my workouts, make sure I hit every single thing and be consistent. That is a process that will ultimately get you to deal with your mental issues. I think that that's the biggest thing. Like it's not the end result of, you know, oh, if I get a six pack or if I just have ripped muscles, I'm going to be whatever I want to be. It's the process itself that will define you because I think for a lot of people, it's the reason the, the at least for, yeah, for a lot of people that I've worked with, a, a lot of it is just, you know, feeling inadequate, feeling like they don't fit in or feeling they're just not good enough. And these are, and I can totally really relate to this. This is a couple of the reasons why I've discovered over time that this this was probably the true reason why I got into fitness like at sir I know at surface level everyone is just like you know I just want to look better but ultimately I think it's because they they just don't feel like they're good enough or yeah especially people who have let go of their health it's all yeah it's also feeling like they're powerless and they just want to do something about it because they've probably seen you know, the last five years passed by and they just gained a ton of weight and gotten into the worst shape of their life. And they finally want to take charge and do something about it. But either way, I just want to drive home that you have to work on the mental issues that are at the base of whatever you want to do towards fitness. And this is not something that you have to just discover overnight and be like, Oh, you know, that's that's just fixed like that. Like, like anything, like with your whole fitness and nutrition process, everything is going to take time. You might not even realize what the issue is until, you know, a few years down the line when you're working your fitness and nutrition, you're like, oh, I just realized I had this problem and it just like got fixed. And yeah, you you might even fix that issue without even knowing that you fixed it, which is kind of a weird thing. Like, I I know that's hard to believe, but it's weird. Like, I, yeah, I think I, I realized that like, a couple years ago, during my fitness journey, like I just realized, I'm like, this is why I embarked on this fitness journey. Like this is why, this is what I have been working towards all along, and not uncomfortable. Like, I I view fitness as something I, I'm passionate about and I like to do, rather than using it as kind of a, a means to an end. Yeah, so do it for the sake of bettering yourself or falling in love with the process. Do it for the sake of the process rather than the end result and I promise you'll you'll f- eventually find it, what it is that you truly want to fix and once you like address that, I think just the the whole and I, I'm, I'm not saying this to be insensitive and all that, but you know, I feel like once you kind of find the mental fix that you want to address, like everything else will just kind of click into place. Like you'll just magically start like, and I'm not saying there's an overnight change. This is something that happens over the process of months and years. But once, once you find that thing that you want to fix, everything will click into place in terms of feeling comfortable in your own body and really achieving what you wanted to achieve all along. And I feel like at that point, you just kind of look at fitness as like, I I love doing this for the sake of doing it not necessarily because I want a nice body even though that might be the end result you get like don't get me wrong like you can definitely achieve a nice looking body and one that you really feel comfortable in like by just addressing this mental like issue like by itself because once you fall in love with the process you won't you will stop obsessing over the things that like you're like 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 the scale number, for example, or like a certain waist measurement, or a certain look that you're looking for in the mirror. And yeah, I feel like once you chase that mental issue that you want to fix, everything just becomes so much more fulfilling. Like I know back then, I was never satisfied with the way I looked. And it was just something that I constantly kept chasing and chasing, whether that's like a lower body fat percentage or just a certain number on the scale being like this this heavy with this much amount of muscle with this much leanness like once i've addressed like what i really like wanted out of fitness and what i was really trying to get in terms of my fixing mental issues i felt like i just started just feeling more comfortable my body i don't feel the need to keep chasing to get a certain like amount of pounds lifted or A certain level of muscular development I wanted I just now I just do it for the sake of bettering myself and I just want to keep continually progressive continually progressing to become a better and better version of myself and I do it for the sake of the process and not necessarily for the sake of getting a certain look or getting to a certain strength level and then going on to my next point the goal of any workout is to get progressively better at it like I don't care if you do weightlifting or lacrosse, or swimming, or weightlifting, or powerlifting, or whatever you choose to do, the goal of any workout or type of exercise is to get better at it. Like, whatever that means for you in your particular sport or activity, get better at it. Choose, yeah, do, do more, get better, get better technique, or add more weight to the bar, whatever you do, get better at it. Stop doing, going in and doing the same thing every day. Like, I don't care what you're doing. You, I feel like it's just so much more fulfilling and rewarding when you're choosing to get better and push yourself more and more. I think that is what ultimately is the purpose of life is to be the best version of ourselves to always strive to grow and do better. And I think it's just, I mean, personally for me, I don't know if it's just me that I'm crazy. And I've only spoken to a few other people who are like-minded like me, but we personally i I don't think life is worth living if the only thing you strive to do is to do the same exact thing every day I mean this doesn't have to you don't have to be doing this in every single aspect of life and like trying to be the best you you can be but i mean ultimately i th- ultimately I think that should be the end goal of you know pushing yourself to do better at every thing in life but and then, and then of course there are some mundane things like you don't have to be the best vacuum like vacuum cleaner in the world or the best, like, chore doer, the best dishwasher in the world. That That's not what I'm saying. But, you know, for a majority of the things that you care about, always, I think you should obviously strive to be the best version of you or trying to do the best that you can do and always put a 100% effort towards everything that you choose to do or what you find passion in. Because I think, ultimately, that's the goal of life, just to be that that best version best version of you that can excel at all the things that you enjoy to do and i don't i just don't think that they're personally for me i don't think that there's a point in doing certain things if you're not going to fully put yourself in there like i mean that's just me obviously i'm not saying that you know if you don't try your best don't do it at all obviously for people starting out something is better than nothing but getting there there's getting started and then doing it for three years and not seeing any progress because you're doing the same exact thing you were doing three years ago so the point i'm trying to make with all this mumble jumble is that always strive to progressively get better and this goes back to the concept of progressive overload and this this does not just apply in the gym of adding more weight under the bar or doing more reps this i think should be applied to every aspect of life you know, progressively overload life, like always strive to do better or do more or do things more efficiently. Like I think with everything, there's always a better way to do something. I mean, whether whether or not like how hard that is from different areas to other areas, but always strive to do more. You know, you could always, there's always room for improvement. That's the way I look at things. And I feel like as long as you keep chasing that, you'll, you'll never be satisfied. I mean, I, I don't mean this in a negative way, but it's, it's that saying of uh, alpha Lee, you know, probably never satisfied that kind of thing. It's like, you know, be proud of the things that you have achieved, but never settle or be satisfied with what you have. Not saying that you should have kind of this problem with like never being satisfied and never being able to slow down and appreciate what you have, but you know, always know that you can do better, and that's what I really want for everyone. Like, realize that you can be better, and I want to real. I want to help people realize that you know your potential is not as low as you think it is. You can achieve so much more when you kind of remove that seal that you know ceiling that you think you have. And to add to this, I think if anything, this is probably the most important piece of like workout specific advice like this pertains to any type of like fitness related goal that you have as long as you apply yourself to progressively get better at something you will in fact get results this is a hundred percent guarantee like whether that's weightlifting whether that's like running or swimming or something if you strive to progressively get better at it you're gonna see like tangible changes within when it's that whether that's your looks whether that's how healthy you feel, how fit you feel, if you strive to do more, you are going to improve. And this just goes back to the basics, like principle of progressive overload. If you push your body and your mind to progressively get better at something, then it has no choice but to adapt to whatever stress you're placing to it. And so when you stress it to adapt, then your body only gets better or gets stronger, gets more efficient at doing whatever it is you're trying to do. And this is the the most important thing that I can say to anyone in the gym trying to better their fitness, better their aesthetics, or and better their health. Because you can, honestly, you can do any single workout you want, but if you don't apply that effort, consistency, and progressive overload, you are not going to see results, period. You can be in there doing like working out for three hours every single day, but if you don't apply yourself and try to do better, like whether that's session to session, week to week or month to month, if you don't strive to do better over time, you are not going to see the changes you want because you're, again, you're not putting that stress, you're not putting that adaptation stimulus that your body quite frankly needs if you want to change it for the better or want to see like any type of change. And then going to my next point is that your fitness journey is going to take so much longer than you think it will. And this one, I cannot stress enough because I feel like so many people are under the false impressions. And I don't know if this is because there are other trash influencers out there saying like, oh, get a flat belly in like 21 days or put on 30 pounds of muscle in three months. But this is just not the case. Like your fitness journey is going to take so much longer than you think it will. Like fat loss itself, it can be a quick process, but it's not the best process because you're not going to get the long-term results that you want. And muscle building itself, like there's literally no shortcuts unless you just start taking PEDs. And even then, it only speeds up your results a little bit unless you're like already genetically gifted and you take PEDs on top of that, then you'll gain a crap ton of muscle. But other than that, like if you just have average genetics, like you're not going to see crazy results, even with PEDs. But anyway, that's besides the point. My main point is that your finished journey is going to take so much longer than you think it will. Like, you think that, oh, yeah, it'll only take, like, six months to get to where I want to go. Honestly, my, my, like, expectation setter, I usually say whatever you think how long something is going to take, double that expectation because this is honestly true. Like, I thought, you know, after, like, maybe two three years of lifting i'm like i'm i'm going to be pretty satisfied with the way i look and with the achievements i made but three years that was nothing it blew by and i was like you know i mean obviously i made decent progress but i was like you know i'm not satisfied with, with what i have i always want more and at that point i didn't really find that true like kind of balance point yet and i just kept going and then now you know 10 years later i've I finally like struck a nice balance between fitness and like enjoying life. And so it's definitely going to take a longer than a lot longer than you think it will. So definitely take the entire journey as like learning to love the process. This goes back to one of my previous points, you know, learn to love the process because if you're always focused on the end result, it's never going to feel like it's coming quick enough. And yeah, like, if you are solely focused on the result then you just want that result now and you know we as people we are impatient as fuck. so we always want want the result like yesterday so the more you focus on the result the more you kind of lose like loving the process and enjoying in the moment which is i think that's what's really important because when you start to appreciate what's in the moment when you learn to love the process that's when you truly kind of put your results on the back burner and you don't really care about it and then one day the results just show up and you're like oh i was so busy focusing on the process and learning to love the process learning the process of learning and just wanting to continue bettering yourself because when you solely focus on being in the moment you'll always focus on wanting to do better and Eventually, you will get to your result and you'll even surpass it. I can guarantee that if you just solely focus on the process itself. And this also kind of goes hand in hand with uh, one of the other podcasts I made about setting realistic expectations. Like when you have these false expectations that you set for yourself and you aren't able to achieve them or you find that they're taking a lot longer than you expected, you sort of lose this motivation or you sort of lose the reason why you start in the first place because if you have this game plan of trying to get x result in an x amount of days or weeks or months then once you like once you go through that x amount of time and you don't achieve what you want you sort of lose the motivation you give up and you don't really want to keep trying but if you make that switch of learning to love the process and really wanting to Live in every moment and take each moment as a learning opportunity. That will that's ultimately going to keep you going because once you kind of ditch the mentality of I'm going to achieve this result in X amount of time, you're going to just keep going through the process, keep learning, and eventually you're going to get that result and you're going to be like, Wow, I totally forgot that I wanted this. And next thing you know, you're achieving your results and surpassing it in a shorter time. Like in the grand scheme of things. I think you're probably going to get there in in even shorter time frame when you like don't think about it. Like it's as that saying goes, like time flies when you're having fun. And if you're having fun and enjoying the process, time will literally fly by and you just will forget about like how long it took you to get there. And in fact, you're actually going to get there. I would argue that you get there in a shorter amount of time in the grand scheme of things when you forget about it. Because when you're not focused on it, you're focused more on the process of bettering yourself, of finding The best ways that work with your lifestyle work with your schedule work with your goals work with your needs and ultimately that is what's going to work best for you right so and i know this is a lot easier said than done but totally drop that feeling of expecting results in a certain amount of time and if you must I know some people just like having a time frame. They're like, oh, I just like knowing like a good time frame to shoot for. Even though I really discourage this, like people ask me all the time. It's like, oh, how long will it take for me to lose X amount of body fat or for me to see my abs or for me to gain like this much amount of muscle? I'm like, honestly, it depends. Like I cannot give you like first thing, this is highly individualized. Some people just put on muscle faster. Some people just lose fat faster. Like I can't like just suddenly know your exact lifestyle and know your exact body and how it responds to exercise and diet and all that. So firstly, I have no freaking clue. But and then but also like based on my professional experience, like it still takes a long ass time. So one, like people don't like the answer that they hear of it depends. Two, people still don't like the answer because it's a lot longer than they think they like actually thought. Like people always expect Uh, fast results and again i don't know if this is because stupid influencers have put these false expectations of getting super like getting crazy results super fast and of course they use like high like the results and testimonials of like high responders and then everyone thinks that they're high responder as well which is not the case because obviously you have some people who excel at this like just like how you have people who excel in school who are super smart and just like how People. There are some people who excel in sports. This is why they're like the best of the best and the best in the world, best in nation, and all that. But this can't be everyone. Obviously, other otherwise we would all be, like, performing like at elite levels of everything. But this is not the case. The majority of us are somewhere in the middle, myself included. So, if you must put a timeline on it, I would say think about how long you you realistically think you can accomplish this and then double that time. And then this usually kind of helps you set more real, realistic expectations. But and obviously if you ha- already have an unrealistic expectation of like a month, then, you know, set it like super long. Set it for at least six. I I usually say in the time frame of 6 to 12 months for people to achieve most of your goals because i think this is a really realistic time frame that it it doesn't seem way too far out like if i told you you know oh you have to dedicate the next five years of your life doing this like people are like can be easily discouraged they're like what i i can't see myself doing that like a lot can change in five years and yes a lot can change in five years so i've cut that back down to you know like a year usually a year seems really realistic for a lot of people they can see themselves like a year out They can sort of predict like what direction their life will take in a year, but also a year can be a little bit long for some people. So six months is also like a good timeframe that kind of like reels them back in, but it's not like, Oh, just do this for 90 days and you'll get crazy results. So yeah, six months, six to 12 months is that nice balance I found just to give yourself like realistic expectations. Like sometimes you might not get crazy results. But you'll get enough results in that time frame to keep you motivated and keep you going and hopefully make this into a lifestyle and long-term change. Alright, and then my next best piece of workout advice is going to be unless you're a competitive athlete, you cannot out train your diet. And I can't believe I can't believe this has to be said for some people. Like people really overestimate the number of calories that they burn and they underestimate the number of calories that they eat. And then, of course, this leads to a calorie surplus, and then people just gain a ton of weight, and they're like, why did this happen? And they go and blame things like carbs and, and fats and because they're not exercising a certain weight. And no, it's purely because of calories. And when you boil it down, yeah, most likely it's because you're overestimating the number of calories that you burn. And, you know, Apple Watches, are to blame for this. The freaking cardio machines at the gym are to, are to blame for this. They overestimate calories. Because the more calories it shows that you burn, the more likely you're like, you feel encouraged to use that machine. And the more you use that machine, the more wear and tear. And then when it breaks down, then the gyms have to buy that same piece of equipment. So it's just an incentive for them to increase the amount of calories that they shows on there. But honestly, you're probably not burning near that many calories. So what's the next best solution? It's to work on the calories in part of the equation where you control your diet. And honestly, your diet is the most powerful weapon in your arsenal to make these like body composition changes. Whether that's to lose fat or to gain muscle, your diet is the biggest weapon because it is much easier to eat 500 calories less than it is to burn an extra 500 calories. Like, truthfully, even like... I'm talking about this from a research perspective not based on your cardio machine or your apple watch but like the like the scientific like measurement of like burning calories of burning like 500 calories it it takes quite a bit of work like you have to be pretty well conditioned and you're probably working out near like 45 minutes to an hour at a pretty high intensity and that that's really how long and intense your workout has to be And truthfully, the truth is, weight training does not burn that many calories because when you think about it, a lot of it, you're just sitting around and resting, first of all, and you're not constantly going like you would like cardio. And so yeah, cardio is obviously a better form of exercise to burn calories. Not that I'm necessarily encouraging you to exercise for the sake of burning calories, but I'm just saying, when you compare weight training to cardio, cardio will definitely burn more calories. Like weight training. Yeah. As I said, it, you're resting most of the time. And like during the periods that you're doing work, even though you might be lifting really heavy, the action of lifting itself does not burn that many calories. And besides you shouldn't be weight training to burn calories. You should be weight training to build muscle, to build strength, because that is the purpose of doing it. And then cardio, I mean, you, you can do it to burn extra calories, but I, I would argue that do it for the sake of bettering your heart health and bettering your conditioning and bettering your fitness, not necessarily the burn calories. And then when you align your goals of getting fitter and getting healthier and getting your cardiovascular system better, like ultimately your body will start to burn more calories because you're able to go harder doing that mode of exercise and because, yeah, as you get fitter. And when you look at the perspective of trying to lose fat or you know not i mean not even building muscle just just losing fat because most of the time we look at calories for the sake of being in a calorie deficit so i'm just going to be focusing purely on fat loss from this perspective like your your diet should be the first and probably only thing you adjust if you're trying to lose fat because honestly like most people eat a lot more than they think they do and and when they start to actually control their calories then they'll realize that like, I actually don't need to eat this much and I'm able to maintain or lose weight. And it just almost feels, I don't even, I don't want to say effortless and be insensitive to some people who are truly struggling, but truthfully for most people, like if you adjust your diet and eat like a moderate amount of calories, like it's honestly not that bad. Like so many people are just, again, like they're, they're overeating by so many calories and they don't realize it that when they just start to cut back and realize how some of the calories and foods that they eat are just so unnecessary that they, uh, yeah, that they just see like these drastic changes, just making these, they, they see drastic changes, but they, in terms of changes that they make to their diet, aren't all that significant. So my point is, unless you are a competitive athlete who works out for like six hours a day, you cannot out train your diet, really focus on your diet and stop trying to burn off a ton or thinking that you're burning, burning off a ton of calories, and then just eating normally and thinking you can, like eat whatever the hell you want, just because you went to the gym for like half an hour, like for the average person like you and I, we do not burn that many calories on a daily basis. So focusing on your diet is the biggest, like, influence that you can if you want to lose fat be in a calorie deficit and then going on to my next point of the best pieces of workout advice is that aesthetics and looks do not equal knowledge and this is something i can say again and again and i don't think it'll stick through people's head i think it's just normal for people to gravitate towards like good-looking people and trusting what they have to say i think it's just a natural phenomenon that we as humans We prefer to listen to better looking people and we like choose to believe better looking people because we tend to associate them with better people. I I forget what the exact phenomenon is called, but it's the one where like psychologically we tend to think that good looking people are tend to be better people, like quote better people as a part of society. Like I think they, there's a pretty well-known psychological experiment where they They just had a bunch of pictures of, like, people... Yeah, a bunch of, like, random people on, like, a spectrum from your stereotypical good-looking person to, like, a stereotypical not-as-good-looking person. And they asked a bunch of people, like, who do you think committed this, like, X crime? And then, like, people would most definitely pick the not-so-good-looking people as the people who committed the crime. And then, even though... They were like later revealed that like the good looking people are the ones who committed the crime. And it was just like crazy to think about because we just naturally associate good looking people as people who are more innocent, people who are better people in society. And that's just I think that's totally normal as a part of human nature. I'm like, I'm not trying to shame anyone for thinking that way, but it's just totally natural because we tend to associate, you know, positive with positive. And on a spectrum of good-looking people to not-so-good-looking people, like, good-looking is more on the positive side, so we tend to associate them with the positive do-gooders of society. But anyways, that's besides the point. So, going back to this, just because someone looks good or has gotten results does not mean they know what they're talking about. And if anything, I think this speaks to their genetics. Like, I think most of the time, the people who... Like get to a certain look that you really want. Like most of the time, it's because they have good genetics, honestly. And if anything, I think because they were as able to achieve such good results, I think this doesn't even necessarily speak to their routine, but it more so speaks to their particular set of genetics. Because think about how good someone's genetics has to be that they can do literally every single thing wrong. And they can achieve such like great results, like think about that for a second, because even though that that might have worked for them, it might not work for the majority of you and I. Like it, it could like have worked for them. It could be completely crap, but because their genetics just respond so well to training, they could like literally be doing any single exercise, and they can, their body just like grows and. That just speaks to their genetics, honestly, because they could just be preaching not sound uh, training and nutrition principles, but still have gotten good results. That just speaks to their genetics. And again, this kind of ties back to the first few points that I made at the beginning of this podcast is that follow someone not because of their aesthetics or the way they look but follow someone for the information of their content because honestly, just because someone looks good does not mean it's going to do anything for you. Like how you get to your point A to point B is gonna depend on their, like the information that you get from their content or the information that you get from whoever you're like consuming your content from. That is ultimately what is going to get you to your goals and honestly that that's tell me not that is what really matters to you right not not because of how good someone else looks but how you can get to your goals like that is what's going to help you get through your problems achieve what you want to achieve feel satisfied feel proud feel accomplished it's you attaining those goals that you set for yourself not because of what this asshole in the internet looks like or how shredded they look or how big their butt is like that in the grand scheme of things in your life specifically that literally does not matter that doesn't do anything for your self confidence that doesn't do anything for your accomplishments that doesn't do anything for your self esteem and bettering yourself that literally just means that someone else looks good and it's not doing it's not adding any value into your life and ultimately you want to be following the people who Add, to truly add value to your life, whether that's motivating you or like literally teaching you step by step on how to what to apply to better yourself and so aesthetics and looks does not equal knowledge, so yeah, this kind of ties back to my first point. Just follow the people who put out good informational content that help you get to your goals, not necessarily what they did to get through their goals because that's irrelevant, honestly. All right. And then going on to my next point or advice here, it's going to be, you don't need to constantly change up your workouts to quote, confuse the muscles. And this is some, this is a mistake that I made very early on. I thought I had to be constantly like switching on my exercises and all that and constantly be chasing the burn or chasing the pump because truly when you're changing up exercises, this is that that's honestly what it really does for you. Like it just changes up the exercise it just makes the muscles feel something different something they're not used to and truthfully you don't need to be doing that constantly like if anything choose you should be choosing basic movements that that work like things that i've said over and over again in my podcast in my blog you know squat movements hip hinge movements pressing movements and uh yeah pressing pushing same thing uh yeah pressing pushing movements and then pulling movements and then you have your accessory movement as well like just do those movements get really good at them like you don't have to be constantly chaining up and like doing like like a bunch of jumping around and (laughs) like all these like weird movements that you see all over social media just stick to these movements progressively overload like i said in the previous point get better at them and that's all you need. And eventually you will see change because you're pushing your body to adapt. And yeah, you don't need all these crazy, weird movements that you see all over social media that these influencers are putting out. And it's like, oh, do this, but uh, like four sets of 20. And then but just pick simple movements, like the ones that work. Like it's not as novel. It doesn't sound as sexy when you say it, but these are the, mo- like, these are the things that work. And I think it's just because It's been said over and over again, people are kind of desensitized to it or they're like, they're just so used to hearing it that they kind of tone it out. And when you hear something new, you're obviously more likely to pay attention because you're like, oh, what's this? I haven't heard this before. I want to learn all about this. And so, yeah, it's just, it just has a different like message when it's just something that sounds new. But the basics like have worked and they still do work and they probably will work. For the next forever, so you don't have to deviate away from the basics, just stick with what works, get really good at them, and you will see the change that you want. And this also ties in with the principle of specificity. Uh, so, basically, this is just a fancy way of saying that when you want to achieve a certain goal, you have to do specific things that apply to the goal. Like, for example, if you want to get better at running, if you want to improve your mile time, you're not going to do swimming or biking or weightlifting, right? You're going to run because that's the thing that you're training to do. So when you practice that one thing that you want to do over and over again, you're obviously going to get better at it. You're going to learn from your mistakes, you're going to get more efficient at it, your body's going to adapt to that specific thing by strengthening like the appropriate muscles, the appropriate um like skeletal structures and all that to, you know, adapt to that like same stress that's being applied to it. Now that being said, um, uh, if you do want to like switch up exercises from time to time that like, obviously you can, I recommend sticking to an exercise routine for at least 12 weeks. And this is something I do for a lot of my clients. Like we stick to a routine for 12 weeks because I truly think that you can even stick to a routine longer than that. If you, as long as you're seeing progressive results, as long as you're able to keep adding reps or keep adding weight to, the piece of equipment that you're using for that lift like you can you can just keep doing the same workouts but i mean for the sake of keeping things fresh like i know for some people they just like like the novelty of having new exercises or switching up different exercises just because they're not as bored but for the sake of progression like you could probably indefinitely do ex- I mean, not indefinitely but you can do exercises for a very long time as long as you're still progressing like you don't have to be keep changing up things like In fact, the more you change up things, the less results you're going to see because your body is constantly like having to like quickly adapt. Like for example, like you, let's say you haven't ridden a bike in a long time and you jump on the bike for the first time in like maybe 10 years. And you're like, holy shit. You're like, you, you know how to ride a bike. You've learned how to ride a bike 10 years ago, but you just simply forgot it. You lost the muscle memory. The first, maybe one or two times you're, you're a little wobbly and you're like, oh, what do I do? And then, but then after that, you just slowly start to like, learn it again. And so when you're constantly chaining up, you're constantly going to be in that like stage of those two days of where you're just constantly wobbling and your body trying to like relearn or, or learn the movement. If it's, if it's just something brand new that you've never done before and your body just has to keep constantly adapting that way, which isn't the best for it. Like your body takes a while to adapt. And then it gets, and then it starts to kind of get stronger and better at that movement. So my whole point is stop chaining up your workouts constantly, stick with something for at least 12 weeks. And then as long as you keep progressing, then keep doing it. If you want to switch things up just for the sake of feeling something new, do so, but you don't have to be doing it like more often than 12 weeks, honestly. And then going on to my next point or piece of workout advice is that the quote best workout is actually the one you can enjoy and stay consistent with. And this is going back to the point about progressive overload. Like it does, it literally does not matter what like workout you do. I mean, obviously, if you have a certain look that you want to achieve, then you probably have to focus on a specific set of exercises. But if you just want general results of fat loss or yeah, like muscle gain. You can just choose a set of movements that you enjoy and stay consistent with and eventually you will see the change that you're you're looking for. I mean, you might ha- not have the exact look that you're looking for, but you will like see change in terms of muscle growth and fat loss as long as you're doing something you enjoy and can stay consistent with. And obviously I'm not saying that everyone has to enjoy weight training or that, you know, you should be enjoying your training to like a hundred percent because I mean, some of us sometimes we don't want to work out sometimes we just go through the training or we just go through the workout program because we feel like we need to and this is okay from time to time but you know on the grand scheme of things in the long run you should be for the most part enjoying what you're doing because the more you enjoy something the more likely you're going to stick to it and also you when you want to do something you're more likely choosing to excel or do better at it, or progressive overload on it, rather than just going through the motions. Like, if you truly enjoyed, like, weightlifting, you're going to, like, want to push yourself to be better, you're going to want to be the best version of yourself, you're going to want to do the best you can out there, rather than just simply going through the motions, getting your, like, grueling through your workout, and getting it done from day to day, and eventually, you're not going to be able to stick to it if you just have that aspect of, having to constantly rely on willpower to put yourself through a workout. And one of the main problems I see with this particular point is that people don't necessarily not like something because they don't like something, but rather they don't like something because they're not good at it. And this reminds me of a client that I'm working with. And so before he worked with me, he said he hated training shoulders. He always found that that was a weak point for him, so naturally I think when when we not when we're not good at something, obviously naturally we want to kind of stay away from that because we don't want to feel like we're inadequate we don't want to feel like we're not doing something well enough, so we tend to stay away from it, and that just kind of because when you when you do something you're not good at that sort of reveals the problems and it shows that you're not good at something and you need to work on something so In that way, we kind of tend to compensate by staying away from it so that we don't have to reveal to ourselves of these weak points that we have to address. And so when we avoid, but ironically, when we avoid them, we actually get worse at it and then they start to show up in other aspects of our life. And so one thing I do want to kind of drive home is that you might not like like something because you're not, you're probably not good at it. So If there's anything I want you to take away from this point is that, you know, give everything an honest try, try to get better at it, and then see if you like it. And then if you truly don't like it, then you can write it off because you've gave it an honest try and you really don't like it, but don't write something off before you've given it the chance. Like the saying goes, don't knock something until you try it. And so, yeah, even though something might be outside of your comfort zone or something that you think that you won't enjoy or like at first give it an honest try try it out for a while and then see if you start to like it as you get better at it because you yeah as you get better at something you the more confidence you gain at doing that thing and then when you start to see results and you start to see improvements that can actually be kind of a a positive feedback for you to keep doing it more keep getting better at it and eventually you might just learn to love the process of doing that thing and then just kind of as an anecdotal thing um i find this to be most common in a lot of women that i work with that they initially feel like intimidated by like lifting weights because they're just unfamiliar with it no one has really taught them proper form or taught them what exercises to do and they just don't feel confident, and this is why they stay on the cardio, and they do their little circuits, they do those little classes, they stick to what is comfortable, what they feel confident in doing, and I think, yeah, the, I think this is ultimately the most basic problem that a lot of people, I mean, yeah, not just women, but this is generally just something I find, like, with women, because it's just more stereotypical for men to lift weights, and yeah, but I'm here to tell you that, you know, if you do want to give something an honest try, do the research, learn about it, you know, start building that confidence, whether that's looking at YouTube videos or just people watching in the gym. Like, personally, I, I wouldn't care if you came up with me. I'm on, I mean, I'm a personal trainer, so I don't care if people come up to me and ask me for advice. I'm, like, more than willing to help anyone out with form or anything or teaching them how to use a piece of equipment. But yeah, just do not be afraid, especially, yeah, if you have trainers, like if you see a trainer at the gym and they're not doing anything uh, particular or looking particularly busy, do not be afraid to go up and ask them. And if they, if they shame you in any way, they're, they're just an asshole. That is not your fault. But do not be afraid to seek out help. If you do want to try out, give out, give weightlifting a try, like ask for help. I think that is the biggest thing. Like, do not be afraid to ask for help or look for help when you need it because ultimately that is what is going to help you start building that confidence because if you just constantly stay in your comfort zone you're not going to improve you're not going to see that growth that you're looking for and not sure if this is something i said in a previous podcast but it's a very well-known quote that goes something along the lines of you you can't find comfort in the growth zone, and you can't find growth in the comfort zone. I think that's, that's a saying or something along the lines of that, but it's generally meaning that you won't see the growth that you want if you are being comfortable all the time. And you won't be comfortable if you're always looking for growth. And I think that that's so true, especially in fitness and nutrition and just learning more and just wanting to be better. Because if you're not uncomfortable, then that means you're not stepping outside of your comfort zone. And if you're not stepping outside your comfort zone, you're not going to drive your body or drive your mind to adapt and learn more about what you're trying to progress and get better at. And honestly, I don't even know where I'm going with this point. I just kind of went on a little bit of a tangent, but to kind of sum it up, the best workout is the one you can enjoy and stay consistent with. It doesn't necessarily matter. Just as long as you're able to stay consistent and keep doing it, then do it. But with that being said, don't be afraid to step out of your comfort zone. Don't be afraid to try new things. Don't be afraid to attack your weaknesses head on because that is what ultimately is going to build that momentum, build that confidence to get better at that thing. And who knows, maybe you'll end up liking that thing. And then for my next point, it's that there are no shortcuts. If something sounds too good to be true, it probably is. And I think this goes for anything in life. If anything sounds too good to be true, if anything promises like quick fix results with minimal effort, then it's probably a scam. Because the th- truth of the matter is, is that if it was actually that easy, then everyone would be successful. You would see no one struggling but that obviously isn't the case and typically the the factor that most unsuccessful people are missing is the hard work the consistency and the patience and this applies to everything in life this applies to fitness this applies to building a business it applies to you know getting a good grade in school getting your dream job or just simply excelling in life like a lot of people are just simply lacking that consistency and the patience and truthfully like you will succeed to some degree if you apply yourself consistently and are patient enough and you're not constantly looking for the quick fix and ironically the people who look for these quick fixes actually take longer to get through their goals or even just not attain their goals at all because these quick fixes for one they just don't work and for two they might work but they get you there in an unhealthy way and you don't learn the actual process of maintaining those results, which leads you to reverse back and not attain those results in the first place or just lose, yeah, just lose the results. And ultimately you're back to square one. Like it's, it's as if you haven't like made any progress at all. And so, yeah. And this goes, this kind of ties back into my previous points is that you know, learn to love the process rather than chasing the results. And when you solely focus on the process, I don't think that you'll be looking for a shortcut because you're going to be so fixated on the process of learning and bettering yourself and trying to improve your process that you'll just forget about the results altogether. And then eventually you'll just achieve those results. And yeah, ironically, you'll, you'll actually take less time getting those results if you just solely focus on the process, like I said before. And so yeah, stop looking for the shortcuts because there isn't one. The like nothing, I don't think anything will ever beat hard work, consistency and patience. And that about covers all the nine tips that I went over my TikTok. But I did want to address one last and final tip just to make it like an even 10. And also because you're, you spent the past like hour here listening to me, Uh, rant on this podcast i do want to give you an extra tip that i didn't cover in tiktok and here it is so this is going to be to find true balance you have to go through periods of imbalance and here's what i mean you'll never find true balance or moderation in life without like finding those moments of imbalance and i mean i'm not saying this applies to every single situation but i think this applies to most situations like you'll never find what truly works for you in moderation and balance, unless you've gone through the mistakes of going too far either way. And I'm gonna use nutrition as as an example. Like, you'll for most people, they don't find their point that point of balancing fitness and nutrition into their lifestyle. And yeah, again, I'm not saying that this applies to every single person who has ever gone through a fitness journey, for, but for most people people learn from their mistakes and sometimes you might not find that point of being able to balance everything unless you have gone too far in one direction like for example for your fitness and nutrition people who are people who you see are super successful in balancing their fitness and nutrition they might not have started out that way they might have started out with you know eating disorders or like gorging themselves they went too far in one direction of being overweight And then they're like, okay, I'm fed up with this. And then they might have went on stupid crash diets and like completely starved themselves and went like completely in the other direction. Like they possibly might have dealt with anorexia and under eating and just being super underweight. And then now you might see them as this like perfectly like normal, healthy person. And they're able to balance their fitness and nutrition so well. you like, you might see that And take that at face value, but you won't realize that you know they probably spent the last 10 years yo-yo dieting and doing all these stupid diets and being severely overweight and underweight. And yeah, you might not see those moments of imbalance that they had to go through in order to find that moment of true balance. And to use myself as as an example, like to in order to have gotten to the point where I am today, I would not have gone here. I think if I hadn't tried yo-yo dieting, if I hadn't tried the whole bulking and force feeding and eating a crap ton of food, I would not have realized, man, this sucks and I'm just getting fat and I don't like the way I look and I don't like the way I feel versus like completely going the other way, going through these cutting phases and then just completely cutting my calories and starving myself and doing these stupid diets. Like I wouldn't have realized, okay, that doesn't work for me. I shouldn't do this. And... And now after I have gone through those experiences, I realize that this is where, this is what works best for me. Just eating nice balanced meals throughout the day, not doing any stupid diets. If I want to lose fat, if I want to be in calorie deficit, I don't have to cut out a bunch of crazy calories. I can just go at it slowly. I can reduce my calories here and there and cut it back slightly. And then I'll start to lose a little bit of fat. It might not be as fast as I want it to be but I know it's more sustainable and it works better for me. If I want to do add more calories, I can just eat the same amount of foods in greater quantities. And it's just, yeah, it's just finding that balance, you know, finding the foods that I enjoy in my diet. I tr- I mean, I've tried the whole f- force feeding, just eating complete crap all the time. I mean, it was great in terms of the food I tasted, but in terms of health, I didn't feel the best. and My workouts like kind of suffered and quite frankly, I just yeah. I just didn't feel good doing it. And then now that I've started eating more healthier, and even though I do have more calories to work with now, like I I still eat healthy the majority of the time. You know, my bowel movements are good. I feel like I have energy when I work out and I just feel great overall throughout my day. I'm able to get like a good amount of sleep. I don't feel like I have high blood pressure. <laughs> um, Yeah, and then on the, on the flip side of that, like when I'm... Uh, when I do want to lose fat and be in a little bit of a calorie deficit I don't feel the need to extremely starve myself and I know I can select foods that are lower calorie dense so that they help fill me up they help keep kind of the the hungers and the cravings at bay and I can make the process more enjoyable and just feel more balanced to me rather than like going through through these extreme ends of like dieting or bulking and yeah that that about covers it like just realize that, you know, sometimes you might have to make those mistakes. And if you and truthfully, if you don't make mistakes, you're probably not learning. And this goes for every aspect in life. I think if you're not making mistakes, you're not learning, you're not going through, you're not growing, you're not stepping outside of your comfort zone. And let's normalize making mistakes and, you know, fucking up, because these are the greatest lessons in life. And not not to say that you should constantly be fucking up because, you know, that could spiral out of control and lead you down a bad path. But just take every mistake that happens in your life as a learning opportunity. And I think this is the probably the best piece of advice that I can give to anyone. And I know it sounds cliche, like, oh, learn from your mistakes and all that. But it truly is what really, like, helps people be better. Like, I think if you take every mistake or take every bad event quote in life that is happening to you and use it as an opportunity to better, to better yourself and to learn from it, then you can only get better because you'll know, I won't make the same mistake last time. What can I do better next time? So that, you know, everything fits better with my lifestyle. I get better results and all that. So know that it's okay to go through these periods of imbalance, but also use that as a learning experience and don't keep doing the same thing. Like it's the whole thing where, uh, the saying goes that insane, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing, but expecting different results. Yeah. Don't, don't do that. Don't keep doing the same thing and keep expecting the same results. You know, you can keep doing the same thing but realize that, okay, maybe this is not working so well. What can I do to adjust to make this better and making those small tweaks? And again, this kind of ties in like to literally everything I've been talking about before, you know, Uh, progressively overloading, you know, always strive to do better, always be self-reflective in thinking, okay, what can I do better this time? Or how can I, yeah, how can I incrementally get better or get stronger uh, this time so that it compounds and adds up over time. And and then the next thing you know, you found balance or you found this kind of ideal lifestyle for you that works with everything. And you're able to achieve the things that you want without giving up a lot of the things that you also want to do in life. So yeah, ultimately, know that going through imbalances is okay. Just know that you those are necessary and just take them as a learning opportunity to be better and eventually you'll find that true balance you'll find that point of wow i can actually do everything like at a comfortable level throughout my life without over obsessing in another aspect of life but yeah that about wraps it up for this uh podcast thank you so much for listening that wraps up my top 10 best pieces of workout advice let me know uh, if you want me to do my top 10 best pieces of nutrition advice specifically. And I, I mean, some of these tips did go over nutrition a little bit, but the generally, I think these are more fitness-based. But if you want me to go through my top 10 best pieces of nutrition advice, please leave a review or a comment and saying that you do want to hear this or shoot me an email or message me all all over my social media platforms. But yeah, thank you so much for listening. Uh, be sure to leave a five-star review if you enjoyed this discussion. And a written review definitely helps too if you want to leave that, even if it's something short or a long paragraph. Write it however, however much you want. Any written review helps. Any five-star review helps as well. But thank you so much for listening, and I will catch you in the next one.